Thanks for listening to the Angler's Channel Insider Podcast. What's up, guys? CB here, another Angler's Channel Insider Podcast coming at you. This show brought to you by our friends at Revital Outdoors. Enjoy the outdoors comfortably. Premium CBD products that give you your competitive edge back. THC-free, recommended by the pros, and a money-back guarantee. Check it out from soft gels to gummies to cream to even treats for your dogs. Find out more at revitaloutdoors.com. Big show for you guys tonight. Our buddy Wes Logan, Minn Kota Humber Pro, going to be on the show to talk about some new products coming from Humminbird and Minn Kota. ICAST is just a couple weeks away. We'll talk to Wes along with um, what I would normally call bad baby names, but it's bad wrestling names for David. Of course, KG is going to join us as well. We've got a lot more to go with that. All that right here and more. All of that starts right now. Welcome to the Angler's Channel Insider Podcast, presented by Sportsman's Warehouse, your fishing and outdoor store. This week's show is brought to you by Ranger Boats, still building legends one at a time. Now, here is your host, Chris Brown. Welcome in, folks. This week's Angler's Channel Insider Podcast. I'm Chris Brown, along with social media ninja, Mr. David Zhang. And of course, Angler's Channel Insider, Mr. Kenneth Grover. Gentlemen, how are you? Did you survive the fourth? Everybody still got all their fingers and toes and eyebrows and eyelashes and everything? Still got all your hair that you had before you started? David, how about you? Did y'all have a big fireworks party at your place? No fireworks. Um, yeah, it was went by pretty quick, I guess, but no fireworks. It actually was it. It rained on Monday, or yeah. So then a lot of the fireworks shows in the, in the area got shut down. So no fireworks. Okay. Well, good. KG, how about you? Uh, no fireworks. Just could hear them going off around the house. Okay. Pretty much all weekend. Good. Did you do Had my wife's dog all messed up. Oh, I'm sure. I'm sure. Did you do any fishing this weekend, either one of you? Uh, no. Nope. No. <clears throat> okay. I did. I did. I didn't. Hmm. I didn't shoot off any fireworks, but there were a few fireworks with uh, with me. If y'all can imagine that, right? So you know, I loaned out my inflatable kayak a while back to a couple of guys to go to Texas, do some filming around, and um, they bring it back to me. And it's in a big bag, right? It's got all the parts and stuff in the big bag. So I'm told. And uh, so I get this thing down to the dock. We're staying at a house on Wilson Lake and enjoying ourselves like we always do for the fourth and a few days off. And I got all my rods and reels and my tackle and everything screwed away and pump this thing up, which is not some easy feat, David. I'm just going to be honest with you. Not an easy feat at all. Huh? I hope there's video footage of this, by the way. There's not. There's not. And it's good. It's a good thing there's not because I could be incriminated, I'm sure. But uh, I had this, uh, had this thing blown up. And uh, I go to put the pedal drive in. That works. And I start looking around for the rudder and the little steering cable thing. Guess what? Somebody left that shit out of the bag. Don't know where it's at. I never had it. Ain't with me. So I like a, uh, a, you know, pretty big dork floating around, pedaling around with a paddle in my hand, pedaling my way places, but been paddling. You see, KG, remember those old boys in the swamps where they used to have that one little paddle and it was like scupper or scupping? What's what's the little deal yeah. with it? Huh? Yeah. 
What's it called? Yeah. You're right, I think. Yeah. Something like that. Scuppering or scupper, something like that. Yeah, that's what I was doing with a daggum $500 boat paddle. And I'm like, well, this is the dumbest thing since, you know, anything. And um, so I got pretty pissed off and uh, pretty, pretty pissed off at that. But um, anyway, but that was probably the only fireworks that we really had. So the moral of that story is you shouldn't loan out your toys. I'm not going to. I'm not going to. I'm packing that song and up sending it back is what I'm doing with it. So it just ain't worth the hassle anymore, right? I I left there going, I'm going to simplify my damn life. I'm going to find me a boat or I'm going to buy me an actual kayak that I don't hang out. I ain't got to blow up, right? And uh, everything <laughs> stays with it. But uh, but no, Something it was with uh, a motor on it. Yeah, probably, you know. So, uh, but it was uh, it was a uh, overall a good weekend. Things were good, um, and uh, it it worked out. Doing a little uh, research day, and I, you know, I'm I'm gonna make sure that we keep this fair, right? Because we all have our issues with websites, and people got issues with my website, and this and that, and this and that. Doing a little research for our uh, our guest tonight on the show, and I'm on the Bassmaster.com website, and I know they did a whole new reinvention, reorganization, reimagining of life over there a while back. But my God, turn the damn pop-ups off. Jesus. I can't find what I want to find with all that stuff popping up in my face, right? I get it. You want me to enter your contest. I did it. Now turn the thing off. So I actually looked at that one time for our website, and my webmaster says, no, I'm just going to piss people off. I thought, well, maybe, maybe not. They do. They do. I'm living proof of that right there, KG. So living proof of that. But I found what I needed to know. It took me a long damn time to get there. So, but moral of that story is just stop clicking, I guess. Right? Just, yeah. just stop. You have to keep finding those, uh, those little boxes with X's in them. Well, they hide them, right? They hide them little boxes now. And um, I, I've got one big box with an X on it, and I click, and the whole thing goes away. So that's what's about to happen, right? It's all going to go away. But um, David, have you have you had anybody reach out to you on your wrestling names? Did anybody come to you with any of this? I got a couple. I got a couple that were thrown my way. So not a lot of folks participated, which I was really surprised with. I figured we'd have a lot more participation in this. But um, I got one I really can't even. I'm really scared to to really say it. Right? I may have to mark okay. this one explicit. But um, I had one listener that chimed in saying, you know, his your name should be Zhang the Wong, and you bring the dong. But I'm like, I'm not, not even, not even going there. But probably the best one I got was from our buddy Matt Lazenby. Okay. Who calls you the Bass Kicking Ninja? Not bad. Okay. It's not bad. The Bass okay. Kicking Ninja. You good with that? Yeah. Yeah. Not really. As long as the name, you know, I, if I don't live up to that name, it's a different story. But at least the name, you know, at least it, it sounds pretty good. At least. You want to know what your signature move is? <laughs> what the backlash? Well, <laughs> it's not bad. It's not bad, is it, KG? I, I kind of like that. Not, so. not bad. Not yeah. bad at all. Um, your signature move, according to Matt Lazenby, is the hook, the set, and the punch. So, you know, not bad. Not bad. So, is he worthy of a, of a Source of Warehouse gift card? 
I guess. I mean, he, he you can't, guess. He can't, you know, it's he, your name, he, damn it. I mean, he, this he, is going to be your he, name for life here. He came up with the name and he came up with the finishing moves. So he put a lot of thought and you know effort into it. He came up with the name for the finishing moves. Now, I got to <laughs> see, we have to see a video. You have two weeks to iCast to where you come up with a, with a, where you come up with a move. I will film you for social media doing this. If anybody listening is going to be at iCast and wants to wrestle David, we'll do a little wrestling deal, right? We can we can put it we can put something together. We got a nice size condo. You come wrestle in the middle of the floor with we'll that one table and come wrestle, and we'll you know if there's a wrestler listening and you want to teach David the move that would that would coordinate with the hook, the set, the punch. I'm down. You no, down? Nobody wants a piece of bass kicking ninja. That's exactly right. <laughs> well, is is it the wrestling gig? Uh, Matt, Matt Robertson's thing lately is you know the uh, grappling. Oh, so you, you want to challenge Matt? Is that what? Oh, I'm that's what I'm hearing. I can't that's take what someone I'm else's hearing. gig. I can't. That's probably going to be an podcast. <laughs> we'll have the ugly stick showdown between you and uh, you and Matt. <laughs> And, uh, you know, we, we got to get, we got to get Kenick's gong that we can hit, you know, and do all that. But, uh, there we go. The bass kicking ninja right here. When was the last time you caught a bass, David? Uh, yeah, a few weeks ago, maybe a week or two ago. Okay. Just checking. Just making sure. Just making sure you'd actually <laughs> caught one. So, but, uh, but no, so I, yeah, congratulations, Matt. We'll give you that. Uh, we'll give you that gift card. Look for that in your email here soon. So congratulations. We, we don't know because he doesn't send us those pictures. Do what now? <laughs> we don't know because he doesn't send us those pictures. No, he does not send us those pictures at I, all. I don't have anything. Uh, I, don't, I haven't caught anything worthwhile to post. So, yeah. <laughs> Dude, I catch a 12 incher today. I'm posting it. Trust me. It's, it's going up on social media because, you know, anymore lately, I just, you know, who even cares? I got to, I'm standing here today looking, looking at all my tackle and stuff going, why? Right? Ain't not even worth using it anymore. Might as well just sell all this crap. Right? So, uh, but we are in the uh, are in the the time of new products and new stuff coming to market, right? iCast is two weeks out and we'll be here before we know it. Uh, should probably pay for those badges here at some point in time. Make sure we actually get ourselves into this thing. But uh, iCast coming up here in a few weeks. We're already seeing in our new products section. On the website, a bunch of new stuff that's popping up. I'm getting text messages from people going, hey, what's your address? We got stuff to send you. And I'm like, send it on. Can't promise I'll use it, but hey, send it. I'll be happy to look at it, right? So hopefully uh, we'll get to see some of that and um, uh, see what's coming up. I know Striking is going to send us some new stuff to look at as well. So curious. You saw some – You did you see some new stuff at your writer's event last month or back in May? Yep, just uh, mostly uh, baits, but I think I saw one reel. One, uh, maybe it was two. I can't remember if it was bait, a bait cast and a spinning setup. But anything you can divulge. Uh, uh, well, I did talk about like like well, a couple weeks ago when right. I talked about the tungsten uh-huh. thunder cricket, only because it was all over the BPT event because. Uh, uh, one of the striking pros there was talking about it. So I didn't let the cat out of the bag, but um, that I know is for sure is coming out. But I know that they have a bunch of new, well, no surprise, new plastics. I don't remember a hard bait besides the, um, besides the uh, Thunder Cricket off the top of my head, but uh, some new shapes and, uh, and on pl- soft plastics coming out. Okay. All right. We got some, 
Looking forward to seeing what all is coming from there. KG uh, brought us up to speed on some new Under Armour stuff that's coming out uh, at ICAST, it looks like. I think I don't really see much new clothes-wise, KG. Um, maybe a good-looking you know, a fleece hoodie here and some stuff like that, a couple of new short sleeve shirts, but a lot of new colors coming into the game for Under Armour in the ISO Chill line. So excited to see that down at ICAST, some Freedom stuff, which looks really, really good. Um, I like this short break hoodie, Phil. That looks, that looks pretty cool. And, uh, of course, shorts, board shorts, which I need more of that. Some women's stuff, which is nice. Uh, my wife was excited to see some of that stuff come through there. And then um, the shoes. I'm kind of jacked up on the shoes. I'm excited to see some of these new shoes. I like the ones that we had last year, uh, which were, you know, really a nice shoe. But they've got some cool stuff here, the Maven Amphib camo and a couple of different ones here that look really good. So, Excited to kind of get my hands on some of this stuff and uh, and take a look at it, and see what it does. Could be some cool stuff here, DX. So, yeah, that was it. That Maven, that new shoe that they had. I mean, without seeing it in person, it looks like it's got some of those features from the fat tire sandal. It does, yeah. And it, mm-hmm. So, uh, I mean, uh, I actually because I bought a pair of those sandals last year, and I've been actually you know because I don't get a worm until this year, but uh, those are some actually pretty comfortable sandals. So if it's anywhere close to that, I'm pretty sure it's going to be a knock uh, Well, you know, a hit, I guess you could say. But you've got, uh, you've got some, a couple of different shoes from Under Armour. Uh, I believe you got a winter wear, a, a winter pair back in uh, around the classic. How did those mm-hmm. feel for you? Did you, have you worn those much at all? Uh, not, for, but I've used them for like semi hiking boots and yeah. they seem pretty robust. Good they deal. seem pretty, you know, they're not very heavy. So, you know, it's not something where like, I'm not a hiking boot person, but they were, I just wear them when I'm out and walking in the woods and stuff like that. And they seem very, you know, fine. And uh, like I said, um, not clunky or anything like that either. So, yep. Very cool. Pretty good so far. Good, 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 good. Well, we do have, uh, of course, a lot of new products coming up. You can check that out on the website, anglerschannel.com. Uh, David's got the new products going up there. Uh, some inshore stuff be coming in there as well. So trying to appeal to everybody. KG's going through a rainstorm, trying to find his headset over there. So uh, he's he'll join us here, back, he'll be back again here eventually here. So I can see the rain on his back windshield there. I can see it here at the house too. So it's uh, one of those fun afternoon summertime thunderstorms. It's only 192 degrees out here today. So uh, nice and uh, nice and comfortable here in Alabama. That's probably the one thing I'm not looking forward to in Orlando is, is the humidity and the heat. Because, you know, it, it's going to rain every day about 4.30. So at 5.15 when we walk out of the show, sun's back out. It's blistering hot. And, of course, because our condo is only five minutes away, we have to park literally at the condo and walk, it feels like. So, it's uh, you know, we're forever and day away. Uh, over there trying to get out of the door, get back to the car. But um, it's going to be fun. Looking forward to it. It's going to be a good uh, good event. You, me, our buddy uh, Vance will be there. Of course, John will be there, um, boss man. So we'll have, a, we'll have a good event. Looking forward to that. So it's going to be fun. We do have a fun show for you guys tonight as well. A uh, little ball of hate, Mr. Wes Logan, Humberman Coda Pro, is going to join us to talk about the new Humminbird Target Lock that uh, was introduced, uh, announced today, Wednesday the 6th, as we record this. Um, I actually stole the press release from the Fishing Wire because why should they have it before us, right? So I stole it from them this morning 
and then we got it an hour or so later, but uh, sold it from them, put it up. Um, but a really cool little deal that um, outside of the fact it's just something else to hang off a troll motor, it's a pretty neat little deal to help you with your live imaging. So if you've not seen that uh, that press release, you can check it out on anglerschannel.com. And, of course, we got a video there from my buddy Carl that's up there. And, I, you know, I – I kind of had the same opinion as KG of just something else to hang off the trolling motor. But the more I got to watching it and listening to Carl and uh, seeing some of that stuff, the, uh, the, the more I thought, man, this really fits into the arsenal. After talking to some of the guys at uh, Humbird, the number of pros that already have this that are using it, um, it's not just one of those sticks that attaches to a trolling motor. It's actually, it's got a form and function KG from what I can tell. Yeah, there's there is a definite advantage of having um, this type transducer separated from your trolling motor, and I think anybody that's used the technology for any period of time can understand can understand that. And there's a lot of different options out there, from just a basic pole that you move with your hand to uh, foot operated ones, different ones. But th there are some things with this device that that they've incorporated that I've not seen in any other. Uh, devices that are that are on the market i mean a lot of those other ones are you know guys developing in a garage kind of thing right so the fact the fact that it's hummingbird they've got all these different uh, parts and pieces to it and what it does uh, and how it functions with uh, a helix or a solo unit itself I, I think gives them a bit of an advantage with the product yeah i would say so and you know you look at the way and i've not i mean i admit i've not done much live graphing or live fishing um, just because of the nature of what I do now. But uh, a few weeks ago when I was in Martinsville at Philpot Lake with the guys from Angus Choice Marine, got to do a little bit of that. And I found myself in that situation to where I was turning the trolling motor to see stuff, right? And then I'd hit spot lock and it would turn. And while I wasn't actually fishing I wasn't looking at stuff to fish. I was more or less just learning more about, you know, the, the mega live and stuff, you know, you hit the spot lock and all of a sudden all that goes away because we had a little breeze and it's going to turn and it's going to change things up. So this does make a lot of sense. Um, I like the way that it's incorporated into the end of the graphs. Uh, I, when I first read the wireless foot switch or foot pedal, I thought, Oh God, here we go. Another pedal on the front deck. That's exactly what we need. But seeing that they took the old Talon, um, you know, up and down button and made that into a switch to turn that with, I thought, well, that's pretty smart because that thing's out of the way. Uh, always has been. The stomp switches for your Raptors are out of the way. So that, that makes it kind of nice. You can do that with. And uh, you got a big, big arrow on top so you can see where it's pointing. And so I see the advantage of it and what they're doing. And it does this, does this take away from side imaging, though, at all? Kenneth, or is side image just something you use when you're when you're graphing a spot when you're idling? Yes, side imaging is basically useless on a trail motor anyway because it takes it takes movement a certain amount of movement in order to, to create the picture. Um, and and with Hummingbird, you got the 360 on the front, so you don't really need side imaging. You got the 360, which works in a in more of a stationary position anyway. Right. Yeah, side imaging on a trail motor really isn't isn't a useful tool. Sure. Sure. I got you. I got you. Well, I did see a video, um, another video where they were using the 360. Uh, and of course the 360 on a Solox is a great unit because you can actually 
push on the screen on the you know on the stump or on the structure that you're seeing on the 360 push and hold and it will create a waypoint there and i did notice in the drop down on that video you can push and hold and it says target lock so you may not be creating a waypoint but you're creating a point for that for that transducer to lock onto and stay there so um, i think it's cool talking to the guys on bird a lot of the uh, a lot of the pros Humber pros We'll have them next week at St. Lawrence, which will be cool. So excited to uh, see that. We're going to have Wes Logan on here in just a few minutes to talk more about that. He's used it. Um, hopefully it gives a little more insight to it. You can watch the Carl Jakobson video on our website, anglishchannel.com. It's in the feature section there. You can watch that. That gives a lot of insight to it as well. And uh, if you're new to this live fishing game like I am, I mean, you want to learn all you can about it. And uh, definitely could be a cool piece to have in your arsenal with it. Um, still not crazy about it hanging off trolling motor like it is. You know, a lot of stuff bouncing around up there. They're going to have to have a quick a, a quick release or something, like you said, Kenneth, to, uh, you know, to give us that, that ability. But um, I think guys will adapt and, and, and make it work for them, and, and we'll see how this goes. So, Well, you know, it's, it's still – it's my biggest issue with uh, any of the devices that hang off the trolling motor is, you know, where we are, Chris, you know, North Alabama, and we spend a lot of time on Gunnersville. There's a lot of times of the year that we're plowing through grass. Yeah. And two things. A, it just helps grab the grass, so it makes it harder to go through it. But B, it's really not doing you any good in the grass anyway. You're not going to see anything, so it's it's not doing any good. Now, I, I, I don't have a separate pole. Mine is on my trolling motor, but I, I have a way that I can actually remove my trolling motor. I have a, a an extra mount that's that's where my, my graphs are and I can actually put it there. Right. And I've got Velcro on the trolling. I, I can, I can do that, but if I have the pole hanging down or if I had the 360 with it also, I would still want a way and they may incorporate it. I just hadn't seen it, but I would want a way that where I could take that pole at any time, whether it's for 30 minutes or an all day thing and store it, be able to store it without it sticking in the water. Right. Right. And still, you know, take, pull my trolling motor up and deploy it and all that. If, if they could do that, that's, that's really my biggest issue with those separate systems on poles. Right. Right. The, the inability to easily take it off. Right. I know on tournament mornings, I've seen, you know, Brandon Ponick and a few others that had the 360 on a quick release mount um, there that they could store or they could, they could take it and put it on their, you know, in, in the with their rods, right? Strap it down where their rods go. Um, or you, sti you still have the issue of the cables that are connecting that to it. I mean, you know, those cables are routed from your foot pedal, right? Uh, you know, up through up through your well, your foot pedal, and you still you're kind of limited somewhat of where you can store that those devices. They still have to be within a certain distance of your trolling motor itself they do they do and and uh but i think some of the quick release stuff and i, I you know, they gotta be looking at it because these guys are but you know at the same time you know there's places they're going to use them and places they're not going to use them and so there's right. got to be ways to plug them unplug them and you know remove them and and uh go from there so we'll have wes on here in just a few minutes we'll quiz him and see what he knows about it see what his thoughts are on it and get his take on the northern swing coming up for these guys. They go to St. Lawrence, then they get a little, another little break, and then they end up at Wahi and then uh, Lacrosse to finish off the Elite Series season. So hang tight. We'll be right back with more right here on the Angler's Channel Insider Podcast. 
right, Jason, what would you say your biggest fear is when you're out fishing? Hmm, Chris, um, let me see, probably stranded out in the middle of the lake? That's right, you know, that's everybody's biggest fear, Jason, not being able to get back to the ramp, especially in time for weigh-in during tournaments. But one thing that's really made the biggest difference for me, and that's switching to lithium batteries, and not just any lithium batteries, but rely on lithium batteries. Oh, Chris, how do you like those? Jason, they're great. Let me tell you, they allow me to spend more time on the water and are essential when it comes to starting and running my boat. They give me short charge times and more usable capacity, so I don't have any late-day voltage sags. Plus, they're stupid lightweight compared to lead acid, and they're practically maintenance-free. Really allows me to focus on my fishing instead of worrying about getting back to the ramp. Okay, okay, you talked me into it. Where can I get some Relyon batteries? Jason, you can visit relyonbattery.com slash anglerschannel and use our special promo code anglerschannel for 10% off your purchase. Did I mentioned they also offer fast and free shipping. You didn't, but even better. So, hey, what are you waiting for? Get hooked on Rely on Lithium today. With so many exclusive designs and processes, no other boat is built like Ranger. It's a dramatic difference that consistently raises the bar of excellence while delivering more features, more performance, and the best value. The Ranger Fisherman Series. From bow to stern, this is results-based engineering at its best. Still building legends, one at a time. At Mercury, there are no limits to the lengths we'll go to make sure you have no limits either. Unlimited adrenaline. Unlimited fun. Unlimited weekend. Except maybe having to go home eventually. Introducing the all-new V8 Mercury Pro XS. Light, quick, efficient. Mercury, go boldly. Welcome back, folks. Angler's Channel Insider Podcast brought to you by our friends at Pro Charging Systems. The future of marine charging is here. Find out more. Dualpro.com. Excited to welcome in our buddy, Hummingbird Mancota Pro, Mr. Wes Logan, the little ball I hate. Which the one and only. The one and only little ball I hate. So tied FG knots in his garage in Alabama. Is that against the law in Alabama? I don't know that we're allowed to do that here. Well, see, that's why I'm doing it in the safety of my garage. I don't have any windows, and can't nobody see me in here. So, <laughs> uh, and the bad thing is, is I rigged all my my flipping sticks and my frog stuff up first, so I can get that out of the way, and so I wouldn't get too excited because I know I better not do that where we're going. Right, right. So, how do you feel about this northern swing coming up? Besides all the FG. I don't know. I mean, it's exciting to know that I'm not going to have to fish in 110 degree weather. Um, I don't know. I mean, smallmouth fishing is fun. You always catch a bunch, but it, it's kind of, it's fun to go fun fishing in my opinion, but it's not, it's a little nerve wracking when you go do it in a tournament setting or, or on the elites for that matter. Right. Just because you know the quality that you have to find and catch. Cause I mean, you know, when you're catching two and three quarter to three pounders, I mean, they're really I mean, they're not a big deal, honestly, in, in the grand scheme of things, if you want to, you know, really compete for a top 10 or a top 20. Or, and if you mean, obviously, if you want to try and beat the Johnstons or Taku or any of them, you know, or pollen it, you got to catch four and a half to five. So it's, right. that's the nerve wracking part of it. But it is fun going to, you know, fish something a little different than you're used to. 
Yeah, we had Josh Butler on last week, and he was talking about, you know, you're in a school of threes, and you're having a blast, but you're thinking, I got to go find three and a half of fours because these ain't doing me any good. So. Yeah, that is true. Now, I, I, I wish I could – I have never been able to do it. I've been up there uh, two years or three years. This will be the third year with the elites. But I've never been able to find, like, I thought somewhere I could go and catch 15 pounds in 10 minutes, like, just to calm me down. The problem I have is that it takes me all day to catch those three-pounders. So, I mean, <laughs> that's not a good thing. If you catch them pretty quick, there's no big deal. You can always upgrade throughout the day. But when it takes you six hours to catch 15 or 16, that's that's when you run into problems. So how do you, I mean, how do you practice for this? How do you strategize for this deal being a Southern boy going up there? Well, I feel like I'm going to approach it a little different this year. Um, We're obviously going to St. Lawrence River like we have the past few years. And we're going to be taken out of Clayton uh, this year, which is a lot closer to Lake Ontario. And um, it's a, it's a known fact that the lake grows them a little bit bigger by you know and, and not saying there's not big smallmouth in the river they're just more plentiful out on the lake so right. i'm gonna try i'm gonna try and spend most of my time out on the lake depending on you know the wind and how much it allows me to go out there but um because i i think if i've done the numbers right i haven't had the best year I've, I've had some rough a few rough tournaments and a couple bad breaks but i think if i've done the numbers right around three top 20s in these last three would give me a shot at the classic which I mean, it's a far stretch, but we're not completely out of it. But I, I just feel like if you can get around the right group of fish, that a top twenty is is very capable of coming from that lake. Just being a person that's not a small smallmouth guru, but you could stumble upon one or two groups out there and you know kind of survive the tournament. Fair say. Sure, sure, absolutely, yeah. absolutely. Well, one tournament at a time, one cast at a time, obviously. And, uh, obviously we're pulling for you there, but you know, I was looking at your stats today and the one glaringly obvious thing that, that absolutely just scared the crap out of me. And I guess it's cause now I realize how old I am. You were born June 23rd, 1994, <laughs> weren't you? That's right. Yeah, that so is you, right. Just had, you just had a birthday. I graduated I high school in 1994. And I'm thinking, my Come God, on. son, you know, how don't, old am don't I? Don't do that to you. Don't do that to yourself. <laughs> <laughs> I got to look at that. And I'm thinking, good God, I'm getting old. This is sad, right? This is, this is getting sad. Uh, but, uh, I, how you played yeah. a birthday to you and, uh, and whatnot. I, so I'm, I'm 20. I just turned 28 going on about 64 is what I feel like. <laughs> that fish uh. will do it to you, won't it? Uh, so I don't know if it's the fishing, the stress, the, the framing houses for three years, or maybe all of it combined. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I can, uh, I can imagine. So I can imagine. Well, it sounds like you've got uh, a new little piece of equipment in your arsenal headed North, uh, next week, uh, with you. And they just announced today from, from Humberg. We were talking about it earlier on the show and that's this new target lock deal. So tell me about it. Tell me what you, you know, how long you've used it, how long you had it. Give me all the details. Give me the scoop. Yeah, yeah, and uh, they like you said, they just released it today, and we're fortunate. A couple of our pro staff guys have been able to have it. Um, I think I've had mine for about a week and a half, maybe two weeks. Um, and I, I'm really excited about it because, I mean, basically what it is, it's a it's an independent pole in in layman's terms that your live transducer is going the mega live is actually connected to, so it's no longer on your troll motor shaft. Right. And basically what that does is it frees it up to be able to be used and manipulated and put it where you want um while you're on spot lock with your ultra x trolling motor so basically 
from where I've seen it make the biggest deal is last week I went up uh, up north and I fished on one of the I went up to Lake Erie and basically what I could tell was the obviously when it's calm you you don't have a problem with it being on the shaft of your trolling motor like you can look around you're not going to move around you're not going to blow off where you're trying to look and all that but I mean how many days do you go out there and you really like the conditions are absolutely perfect no. to use live I mean you might get one out of a whole tournament most of the time normally not at all so basically what i could tell was if i moved around a little bit and i got into an area i started seeing a good many fish and the wind was kind of blowing basically all i had to do was spot lock and then turn on basically make my target lock deal its own independent thing which we have a foot pedal for that and you can set your buttons there's certain buttons on there you can set to do what you want them to so all i did was move it over to independently moving it around on the sp target lock uh you know mechanism and basically i could just like scan completely around my boat live mega live transducer not 360 like actually live looking completely around my boat and I, my boat never moved so i mean that's that's kind of a big deal because i would catch you could catch one you know reel it in take it off whatever and get back up and you have it blown off like where you were at in relation to where the the group of fish was basically right. to where you were in two footers like i was and you were doing it on like yeah you might see one and get your cast on him and catch one but by the time you fought him and, you know, get him in the boat and do whatever you got to do, then you got to get back up and try and relocate the group. It's just making it a lot more efficient. Um, but the cool thing I like about it is I could go with one push of a button. I could go from it being independently on the target lock mechanism. I can match, I can press it back over and go back to what they call Minkota steer. And it's right back moving around like it's connected to my trolling motor. So wherever my trolling motor turns, it's going to be turning with it just like if it was on the shaft and you were, you know, like in some calm water or something like that. Gotcha. Gotcha. Now the switching back and forth between the different modes, I mean, is that just as simple as, you know, is, is it on the foot pedal? Is it on the grab or both? Where is it at? How, how easy is that? It's actually located in three places. It's on the screen of your graph. It's on a foot pedal. And we have a remote that's basically like the remote you would use for your talons or raptors. And the foot pedal is the exact same thing you would use for the talons or raptors. So everything's kind of the same from a, from a normality or a regular, you know, what you're comfortable used to using, having it in your hand. But like I said, they have the, there's a, there's a one thing I didn't mention that I feel like also is a big deal, or it is one of the biggest deals with it. And I didn't, I haven't gotten to use it as much. Um, there was one instance I was fishing a brush pile and I noticed it was a big deal. You can, Put the put your get your target lock, get it moving around, find where you want it. Like let's say I, I see a brush pile at sixty feet. Well, I can hit the target lock button, and as I hit the target lock button, hit my spot lock on my troll motor, and I'm gonna sit there. And wherever my boat decides to move, like if the wind pushes me to the left and spins the boat around, like it sometimes done with uh, does with spot lock, mm -hmm. or you know if you're turn or something, that it's gonna that target lock feature is gonna keep my live directly where I hit that button where it was pointing at. So it's going to keep me on that brush pile, you know, even if I'm, my boat spun 180 degrees around. So no matter what happens, you're always, you're focused on that pile. Now, does that, does that target lock put a waypoint there or is it just, just that spot that you're, that, that you're locked on? Is it just a, a, a completely different deal? You can make it that on one of the, the buttons that's on the pedal or the graph or whatever. You can make the, your your option button. I call it the option button. I don't know the exact term for it. But the option button is you can have it for Minkota steer, 
uh, the sweeping mechanism, which basically goes back and forth 108, 160 degrees, I believe, in front of you, which is like a live view. Right. But you can have it for you. When you hit that, it will actually create a waypoint. So basically what you would do, let's say you find your brush pile or stump or whatever object you want to throw at, you hit your target lock, hit the waypoint button. So right there is where your boat needs to be sitting to see, you know, from a cast link, if you want it at 60 feet, your life's still going to be on it. You know, you've got your waypoint right there and your spot locked. I mean, you're, you're, it just makes you that much more efficient. And I, I feel like I really wish I would have had this at the last elite event at Pickwick because we had a deal going on the last day, or not we, the, the whole field had to deal with it, but the wind was blowing up the river, which was against the current. Right. But what you had to do was you had to put your boat, or I did, I had to put my boat into the wind, which was facing down current, but I was having to throw towards the back of my boat, basically. Okay. So you couldn't... You couldn't use live because you'd have to get off spot lock, and you you know you would get off where you, the angle you were trying to do. If I would have had this, all you would have to do is spot lock into the wind, go to the back of your boat, or before you go to the back of your boat, you know, turn your target lock, look towards the back of the boat, see where the school is at. You could literally stand on the back of the boat with a one boat, one boat network. I could put it on one of my back graphs exactly where I was throwing off the back deck of my boat. Like there, there's nothing. There's nothing on the market. I'm not because I know there's no other companies that have a product that you can, you know, have the standalone live. But the biggest key is being able to jump back and forth to using it with your trolling motor like it's on the actual shaft and then going with it being standalone. That's the biggest difference in it and the other company products, basically. Sure. Okay. All right. KG, I see your uh, the wheels turning there. So have at it. I, I, I got one question, uh, you know, right. being a hummingbird pro, you guys were kind of the last ones to get an actual, you know, your mega live was kind of the last one out. Uh, and, and I'm sure you guys, you know, felt like maybe you were at a bit of a disadvantage sometimes, right? Well, right now you guys are the first one with this, with this technology, with the ability to separate it and you integrate it with all your other devices. Are you going to go into the next few tournaments feeling that now you you have an advantage over guys that run other other products? I really do. And just for the simple fact of I know what the weather does on the places we're going. And, and with that being said, that being St. Lawrence and Oahe, like I know you're not going to have a lot of calm days out there. You'll get one or two. But, I mean, these places are known for, you know, the wind blowing and getting a little bit rough out there. So to be able to actually sit in one place and still be able to use my Mega Live where other guys, yeah, they can still use it. And I'm not saying that they're, they're still going to catch fish with it. But from an, an being, you know, an e- basically being easier to and more efficient, just being able to sit there if you get on a, a group of fish, school of fish out deep or something, I mean, you're just going to be able to sit there take your time, make good casts, get lined up, you know, actually hit the fish a lot more precise. I mean, I feel like it's going to put a few more fish in my boat, which that's, you know, that's a huge advantage against the guys we fish against. Yeah. Well, when, when you're fishing, you know, I mean, three or four days of tournament, but you've got practice time too. So you string all those days in a row, you know, it, you're going to get tired. So anything you can do to kind of, uh, you know, lessen the fatigue factor in being able to do that, I think, could certainly help you uh obviously as the days go on in your tournament so i think that may be one of the biggest advantages by the time you get to day two day three of the tournament you know you you, you probably can be a little bit more relaxed because you haven't had to do boat control and um mega live at the same time you can you can lock in your boat and focus on just mega live while you're fishing 
Right, right. And, I mean, obviously, every trolling motor manufacturer out there has some type of spot lock, anchor down, whatever they want to name it. All the trolling motors have that now, but once they do that, they lose all control of their life. So, it right. kind of, that that's where the biggest key is going to be. And like you said, from from being in a, a, a calmer standpoint, like, like if I happen to catch one, like I said earlier, I can fight it, be calm, get it in the boat, light, weigh it, call whatever I need to do and stand up and know that I don't have to go 60 feet, whichever way and try and locate this school again. And when you're out there in the middle of that lake, I mean, time is a factor. So, I mean, if it took you 15 or 20 minutes to relocate this school, I mean, where I can just stand up and throw right on them. I mean, that's, that's 15 more minutes. That's, you know, I don't know, 20 extra casts, maybe something like that. But I mean, one or two extra casts in an elite event can make a huge difference. You know, you know, you know, what's going to happen, KG? Wes is going to be top 10, right? We're going to watch him (laughs) on Bass Live. We're going to watch him on Bass Live. And he's going to have to retie an FG knot and talk to the camera about why his mega live target lock is doing what it's doing and how it's doing it while he's tying an FG knot and eating a hot dog or whatever he's having for lunch. He's going to do all that at the same time. He's going to be, this makes you a multitasker right here, Wes. It does. It does. I hope you're right. I would, I would, I'd do a lot of things that I probably can't mention on here to get a top 10 and some small (laughs) numbers. (laughs) Uh, how much how much input like is this is not something that you know the guys and you follow or up north at minkota or hummingbird said hey let's you know they didn't just figure this out two weeks ago right or three weeks ago or whatever this has been in the works for a while it's had to have been so what kind Mm -hmm. of input do you guys have into into this stuff when when they come at you with it and how does that work from Minnesota, Humberg. Yeah, I mean, basically, they just kind of reach out to us. Like when it, when the Mega Live first came out, and we first got our hands on the transducer. You know, they obviously they got some feedback from some guys as it was being produced. And I, I wouldn't say I'm one of those guys real high on the list because we're talking about like we got Paul Nick, we got Van Dam, we got you know Never some really him. big names that are a lot more. And I'm not saying I don't know anything about electronics, but they are a lot more keen on that stuff and really what they want to where if they wanted to call me about flipping grass on Gunnersville, you know, it'd be a different story, but something like that. But you, but but you do. don't do well on Gunnersville. You've told me that in person, face to face. You're like, that's not my, that's not my lake. And you go and get a freaking top five there or something the next week. So I've gotten, I've gotten a second and a third in both elites. And I, I don't know. It's, it's, it's being really good to me. It's, it's becoming my favorite lake to be honest, but <laughs> It's, it's chasing that blue trophy is what it is. <laughs> That's what it is. That's exactly right. So, but, but yeah, but yeah, they, they do. And, and we've gotten a lot of, we've talked, I've probably talked more with the guys on this than I have anything else. And I think that's just because we're, you this, we have our group of guys that we've become, I don't know how to put it, but we're real honest with each other. Like if something's not right, like we're going to fix it. If, if, if that makes any sense, Absolutely. like nothing in a harsh, in a harsh way, but we're out there using it every day, putting it through, you know, some rigorous stuff, some, you know, riding on these boats, so these waves, trying to perform in all these conditions and stuff. So, I mean, we're seeing it day in and day out where, yeah, they go and test it and they do rigorous testing on all this stuff. I'm not saying that, but when we kind of see something or we call this guy that also runs it and we're like, Hey, I saw that too. Well then th- we'll go to the guys, but like, Hey, we got two or three guys that are seeing this and they'll jump right on it. Like it's, 
it, they're one of the best companies to work with as far as listening to what we're what we need or what we want or what we're seeing stuff like that how how crucial has the one boat network been in your success as an elite series angler i would say the biggest thing that's helped me um once i've gotten on the elite series just because these guys are so good and you have to try and find off the wall stuff a lot of the times is the lake master mapping and being able to just when you tie it all together like yeah you see it on lake master and then you go check it with side imaging and down imaging which are our side imaging is by far 100% the best on the market. I don't care what anybody says. I don't care how clear their graphs are. I can graph, like, I just, from a from an instance on the graphing deal, like down at St. John's and Harris Chain, I didn't do great at Harris Chain, but, dude, you can graph in, like, two foot of water and see it 100 feet, like shell beds and see if fish are on them, brim beds, stuff like that. But when you can see those little hard spots on Lake Master that may be a little bit more subtle, and then you can go over there and graph it and see it, and then stand up, and then you've got your 360 up there that's just as clear as your side scan, then you can, I mean, it's literally, it's it's effortless, really. I mean, they're doing all the work for you. All you got to do is be able to catch the fish, which I don't do that all that great often, but I know I can find where they're at just catching them a, a different, different story. Sure, sure. What's the, out of the One Boat Network, what's the one piece of equipment you can't live without? If, if we took everything away from you and we said, okay, you can have one piece back. What is it? Yeah, it would have to be the Ultrex uh, spot lock because there, there's just so many times when I've used it where it's made a huge difference. Like, and I'm talking about like tournament winning differences. The biggest thing, biggest key I can ever go back to a spot lock was day three at Neely Henry last year. I was fishing that current place by the bridge and I rolled up there and I was throwing a crankbait and I caught like a two and three quarter, maybe a three pounder. And I hit spot lock as soon as I caught it. And I had to fight it around in that current for a second. And I finally got it in the boat. It had hooks all in its mouth. I finally got them out, got the fish in the live well, and was able to stand back up. And I was in the exact same place. Well, what happens is when you're in a current situation like that, you want to try and make the same cast because that fish was sitting there for a reason, whether right. there's a the current shit harder, there's a current break or something. But I stand back up in my very next cast, I catch a five and a quarter. And I mean, truthfully, I feel like if I don't catch that fish in that tournament, I don't win the tournament. So, right. I mean, and, and there's no other, I couldn't put my poles down cause I was in like eight or 10 feet. So, I mean, you couldn't put your Raptors down. There, there's a really, I, I would have just floated backwards. So being able to just sit there and, and know that I've got it synced with my GPSs and stuff that it's going to keep me in the exact same place. I mean, that's, it just puts you at an ease of mind knowing you can take your time, do what you need to do and stand back up and make the exact same cast. Yeah, I think that was the the ultimate game change. I remember reading articles years and years and years ago about offshore stuff, and guys were like, "Yeah, you know, when you get a, you know, when when you when you set the hook on a fish, reach down and pop a waypoint so you know where you were, and you can go back to it, and obviously, just push the button, and dude, you're there. So you know, yeah, you just you just stay there. And and they we were the first ones. I say we. I I wasn't around, and I was probably in. High, I don't even know what age I was when it came out. Uh, but we were. They were the first ones, you know, to integrate that spot lock. You know, what? In, you know, spot lock on the actual trolling motor. So I mean, that's yeah. it's a huge deal, and it, and I mean, everybody followed suit with that for sure. Oh yeah, you have to, you have to. David, what you got? Uh, I want to go back to the mega. Oh, the I was at the target lock thing. But how heavy? How how much? weight do you notice being when you're you know stowing the trolling motor how much more weight do you notice when you're uh having it hang off the front of that trolling motor 
it's a little bit heavier and obviously it's going to be, but I mean, I yep. don't really see that much of a difference because once you put the 360 on the troll motor, it gets heavy instantly because that 360 has mm -hmm. got, got that old transducer type deal on the bottom of it. So it kind of gets your, your weight balance transfer off a little bit as far as the weight of the trolling motor, but it does add a little bit of weight. Um, but we have, we, I don't know that I'm able to release anything yet as far as information, but there's uh, something that's going to take care of that uh, pretty easily or pretty easily and pretty quickly, I believe. Um, just kind of waiting on to get those in from a, from a supply chain standpoint, which everybody knows what's going on with that. Um, right. But well, yeah, it, it's, it's a little bit, I would say to answer your question, it's a little bit heavier, but as far as it wearing me out or throughout the day, mm -hmm. it's, it's not hard to pick up, truthfully. Well, not, not near as, as you would think it would be. Well, Wes, David's only what five five, one hundred and ten pounds soaking wet. So I mean, he's takes, not much. He's not much smaller than me. It, it, it takes it takes a lot for him to pull a trolling motor out of the water as it is right now. So he's got to get a lot of momentum going, right? He ain't like me. I got a lot of ass behind me. That that ain't, it ain't a problem. I can get a little momentum going. I'm fine. But uh, I heard. I don't think I'm about five seven and one hundred and thirty with rocks in my pockets and soaking wet. So we're about the same size. <laughs> Lord have mercy. I, I I love it. Well, looking ahead to these uh, these next three events, I know you said you feel like got to have a top twenty in each of those. How doable do you feel like that's going to be for you? I mean, being optimistic. I mean, obviously, you think it's going to happen in all three of them, but. I think I finished in the 50s uh, every smallmouth tournament uh, that I fished on the Elite Series, which isn't terrible, but I just feel like I haven't been able to get on that class of fish uh, from a from a group standpoint. Uh, my rookie year, I feel like I could have had a really good tournament, but I wasn't getting a lot of bites, and I, I didn't execute because um, that was really the first time I'd ever fished for smallmouth, basically – I fished one tournament at St. Clair with FLW, but we had nets when you could land them. Oh, Dude, it's yeah. a big it's a game i mean like it's totally different when you don't have a net like when you got to hand them it's and that's kind of I, I was a little bit i was a little green when it came to that and and i it, just a funny story i try i did it in practice a lot like the ones i caught i would like try and like land them real soft well then gears get to turning when it's like day two at 10 o'clock and there's a five pounder on you like i need to get him in well that's like literally the worst thing you can do but uh you know from a from a realistic standpoint it's gonna be tough um, just looking at a, not a glass half full, not a glass half empty, just being a realist, you know, not having great history up there, not being able to spend a lot of time up there, probably not as much as I should to be as comfortable as I should be. But, you know, anything can happen. We're going to put the work in for three days of practice at both uh, St. Lawrence and Oahe and see what happens. But um, I don't know. I think if we can, if we can do it at St. Lawrence and Oahe, I'm really looking forward to lacrosse. I really like that place. It, it probably sets up the closest that I've ever seen anywhere setting up like where I grew up fishing on the Coosa River. Um, I actually fished the open up there the year I qualified for the elites and almost I should have won it. Um, ended up finishing third in the event, but I really like how it sets up. I'm really looking forward to that tournament. Um, but yeah, I mean, if we can just if we can just figure out how to tame them smallmouth, we'll be all right. You'll be all right. That's for sure. Well, brother, we certainly appreciate your time. Thank you for the insight on Target Lock. I know you're excited about it. We're excited about it. And, uh, dude, we're excited to see how this, how this plays out for you this year. Yeah. Yeah. It's gonna, it's gonna be interesting. And, you know, we might, we may go up there and not do any good, but you know, that's fishing. That's part of it. We're going to put our head down and grind with it. But, um, Hey, one thing I do want to mention about the, the mega live deal and the target lock is actually with this release of the target lock, um, they also have 
sent out because I've the only reason I thought about this is I was on Facebook a little bit today and seeing a bunch of comments about everybody wanting a new update and this, right. this and that. There's actually a brand new update coming out for the Mega Live with the launch of this target lock. So, and I will say that the the last update we got a couple months ago was a lot better than the original we had, and this one is a lot better than the last update. Like it's it's really impressive to me. Like it's they're getting it's getting really good. I'm really impressed, and I'm really happy to be working with them. That's awesome. That's awesome. Well, I know you've been with them for a long time, and we've been following your career for a long time. We appreciate your time tonight, brother. Good luck up north, and um, have fun with MFG nights. That's right. That's right. Hey, I'm getting better at it. I'm getting better at it. You, you got to do about four before you get one I'm right, but we're getting there. There you go. There you go. Last question. Have you bought the ring yet? <sighs> I, I can't say. <laughs> <laughs> you, you know i gotta ask you know i gotta ask. Uh, it, it, hey you may get surprised one day and, and you just you just walk up and there'll be there'll be something there i don't hey, know who knows surprise What's me brother i'm all for it i'm all for it so i'm in her corner on this deal just just so you know i'm, I'm pushing for her. so pushing are, for are her. you gonna are you i got are you going to be at the uh abt 100 pickwick or is it well, gonna be yeah uh, you know i'm gonna be <laughs> okay. there so okay i, I Oh, I was just asking. I was just I mean, asking. I, did I? I we, hey, we, we can put it on live. Yeah, we can. We can do it on live, dude. We'll bring her to you on the water. We'll do it live right there on the spot. No, no, we ain't gonna do all that. I got too many fish to catch. I got. I, I, that, well, then we can do it. Down. We can do it at weigh in. Then we can make a whole big deal. No, no, no. We're not gonna do that. She has said that to me. She said she does not want it to be a big deal. So I have to go by by those guidelines. But okay. I'm just saying it could it could happen at any time. And who knows? It, it may be three years from now. I don't know. <laughs> hey, listen, listen, listen. 2015, <laughs> the week after the Bassmaster Classic in, in Greenville. You know, I think it snowed like ten feet here in Alabama, or at least in Huntsville, it did in Scottsboro. Brandon <laughs> Polnick. Tiffany, I don't even remember her last name at that point. Tiffany, they were at my house, spent a week here because of the snow. And we asked, I kept bugging Brandon about it. I said, dude, what's what's the deal? He says, I'm on a five-year plan, right? Well, five years run up. And I'm like, what's what's the story, right? Next thing we know, mm-hmm. they're engaged, right? So that was a surprise. That was a good. Then they got pregnant really quick. So I'm like, okay, you know, let's just work on the engagement part right now, Wes. So. That's right. That's right. Hey, I'm working on a five year plan. I, we're at a we're a little over four right now. So I mean, <laughs> okay, I all right. We'll see. All right. Well, I just I, you know I'm I'm in her corner. So just just helping her. That's all I'm trying to do. Just I'm well out. aware you're in her corner. I've figured that out really quick. <laughs> <laughs> I'm in yours too, buddy. I'm in yours too. I promise. <laughs> so I promise. Well, dude, thanks again so much. Take care. Be safe driving, and we'll uh, we'll talk to you soon. Thanks for having me, guys. Appreciate it. See you, buddy. Man. Well, there you go, guys. Wes Logan, little ball of hate, Elite Series Pro, Minkota Hummingbird Pro. You know, the more I, the, the the more I'm listening to it, reading it, watching it, KG, I am a Hummingbird Minkota guy, always have been. Um, but uh, I'm the more I'm kind of falling in love with this little thing. I'm excited to see it more in action. So, I think you would like it. If, you know, when, once you get the opportunity to put it in action and see how it works and how it integrates with everything, I think you'll like it. Well, see, and here, you know, David made a point today in our text streams. You did a lot of, lot of, a uh, <laughs> lot of digging on this thing today. A lot of digging on this thing. You know how I am. I'm curious. I got to know what's going on. 
Do you do any work at all? Oh yeah. <laughs> it, it didn't take man. It didn't take long. This stuff popped up on my social media feed pretty quick. Pretty quick, I mean, yeah. Pretty. It's not quick. like I had to do any digging to find it. No, my you know the the favorite part was when I'm anytime I'm driving somewhere for a pretty length of time, somebody's going to put a post like they did yesterday. You know, coming seven six twenty two, and of course our speculations always run. And so it's pretty, you know, it's pretty, uh, pretty funny when my texts are still rolling at nine 30 at night and we're all still trying to figure out what it's going to be, how it's going to be, what it's going to do, how it's going to work. We just wait till the next day. It's going to come out. So it's, uh, it's pretty funny, but guys, a quick little break. We come back, we'll do some new pickums. We'll talk about a few more things that are bugging me. And then, uh, we'll get, uh, get you guys back on the water right here on the Angler's channel insider podcast. I feel like IsoChill definitely allows me to stay on the water longer. When you talk about 14 hour days of practice on the water, that's a long time. And most people are gonna come up with an excuse to get off. And I don't feel like I get that same fatigue. And a lot of that benefit comes from what I'm wearing. Sun protection, breathability, comfort. IsoChill, honestly, it just helps me be more competitive and stay on the water longer. Sportsman's Warehouse is your one-stop, convenient place to shop. Whether you're into camping, hunting, or fishing, our expert associates can help you find the gear you need. We carry a huge assortment of quality equipment from the best manufacturers in the country and around the world. We have guns, ammo, rods, and lures, not to mention every kind of outdoor clothing for the whole family. You can shop in one of our fully stocked stores or visit us online at sportsmanswarehouse.com. Visit Sportsman's Warehouse. Shop one of over 60 locations. Whether day or night, I love to tie one on. Every day of the week, I like to tie one on. I don't care who's looking, I always tie one on. Every time I go on the water, I love to tie one on. You may not know this about me, but every once in a while, I've been known to tie one on. Come on, man. Join the Stray King team. All you got to do, tie one on. <laughs> I think I always tie one on. Welcome back, folks. Angler's Channel Insider Podcast. Time for the Sportsman's Warehouse Bass Wrap-Up. You Fully loaded you pick them segment of the show. David, what we got? Start of July, week one. Everybody's in. Grover even put it in twice this week. So, you know, I had to go twice. back and see. Huh? You, you were in there twice. I had to go back and figure out why. But you were in there <laughs> twice. But I got to, I got you figured out. I deleted the one that was going to win the most. So. But I'm kidding. They were both the same. <laughs> they were both the same. But anyway, then what you got? All right. First one up is the NPFL event on the Saginaw Bay. And the winner of that, it was a fellow Wisconsinite, Mr. Gary Atkins. He caught 51 pounds and 13 ounces to take the win on Saginaw. The fully loaded you pick em point goes to Hunter Farish, 50.9. For Hunter, for two points, I grabbed the uh, second place uh, vote at forty-eight thirteen, which also gives me the Angler's Channel points. So, which I have now added to the website. If anybody amongst the four of us want to see who's where, or five of us can want to see who's where, they're now on the website. So there you go. All right, how about the cat trail? So they were on. Was it the? I guess on the Roanoke Rapids Lake. Roanoke Rapids. That's right. Good job. And. 
winning. Can you imagine that what? Was, you, can you imagine what Duran would have called that? Roa, Ro, he 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 murdered it anyway. Sorry, Ron, Ronoki. Ronoki. He he killed it. So anyway, Ronoki Rapids. So the winner of that event was Houston Cash and Chase Davis. They had twenty three eighteen for the win. Twenty three eighteen for the win. Andrew Hatfield twenty one eighty five for the fully loaded points. Brandon Black in second with twenty one twenty. And uh, oh, what's her name? Twenty point one zero grabs her a point. So, all right. How about the ABA D seventeen? So they were on the is it the Tar Pam Pamlico Pamlico Pamlico. Yeah. Uh, and the winner there was. Lawrence Thomas with 1522. 1522 there. Brian Pritchett came in at 1412 for the fully loaded you pick them points. Warren Beard was second at 1330. And I will say this, looking back over the over the first two, KG missed them by like, I mean barely missed them. Barely. <laughs> barely missed them, right? Um yep. and then on this one, everybody missed it on our side but like only four total were under that 1522 you know that only four total like 14 12 13 30 was first and second so there wasn't many on that one i didn't have to go very far down my down my excel sheet there preston been proud of me when i had to go very far on on that one but no none of us got a point and that we were all too high so all right how about the sealy big bass on thursday um, this was the Jack Knight, I'm a jackpot summer event. So it's a Thursday nighter. And winning that with a 769 was Richie Wagner. So a 769 took the big best. And did, did I put on there that this was a single big fish deal? Do you remember? Did I, did yes, I sir. Right? Okay. yes, sir. All right. Because Grover put 2274 for his pick <laughs> on that one. So if I remember right. Are you sure? It should have been five something. What? I have to go back and look. I thought it was. <laughs> thought it was twenty two something, but uh, for the for the fully loaded you pick a win was uh, DX with seven thirty five grabs the Ooh. point overall. John Cunningham seven twenty four, and then of course David gets the Anglers Channel points as well. So let me go back and look at that one there, uh, big boy, <laughs> and see see what that uh, what that did to you because it was it was uh, I want to say it was it was I, I still wouldn't have gotten it. I'm sure it was a high five. No, you wouldn't have. I look but I looked at past results and that's a six something one at the weekend or the one before. Yeah. No, it didn't. It, uh, it came in as 22 on that one. Let me see if your other one, I don't know why it came in twice, but they were both the same. So they were both the same, which was interesting, but it showed 22. So unless there was, that wasn't, a, that wasn't my intention. It should have been five. You know what it but is? Way, it doesn't matter. Well, you know what happened here? Here you go. Here, this is what happened. Here's why. Because you had 52.5 for the MPFL. You had 25.47 for Roanoke Rapids. For some odd reason, I bet you had 22.74 for the Tar River. because But it got pushed to the Sealy deal because the, the Tar River was blank in the spreadsheet or in the in, in the export. So um there was there were a few that were that way so i took a happened. picture of it before i hit submit so i'll go back and look at my I, I knew oh, you I, would i knew you would That's i hear a protest coming i know right right <laughs> i hear a protest so here's here's the before i get any further here's the funny thing right so david 
David knows this because he knows me. Of course, KG's seen it too. But y'all know I like to turn, you know, like a Netflix series on or something like that in the truck, and I'll listen as I'm going down the road, right? So I'm going to I'm going down to Birmingham last week to pick up my kids. Uh, my son's old enough where he can where they can now meet me halfway, uh, which is nice. If I'm going to get them and bring them back up this way, and so I flip. I'm I'm before I leave, I'm flipping through Netflix or looking through something. I'm trying to find a series because I've I've done Lincoln Lawyer. I've seen some of these other ones, and you know I'm a big behind the scenes guy, right? I love those documentary things. Well, I come across Formula One. Drive to Survive. Have you seen these, yep. David? Have you seen? I, these? I, I haven't finished the whole entire current season, but I've seen them. Yep. So I'm not a big F1 fan, or at least I wasn't before this. I was always a NASCAR <laughs> guy, beating and banging, rubbing, racing, all that stuff. And I always thought, if you got these four big tires out here, right, and you touch, <laughs> I mean, just even even whisper, like if one tire's got one more coat of armor all on it, it it's lights out, right? I'm thinking this ain't racing. But, dude, after watching a, like an episode of that deal, I'm like, this is badass. And I, I'm really tuned into it, right? But you think about how fast they go, how precise those cars are, and the turns. I mean, just, I mean, I'm car sick thinking about it, watching some of that, the helmet, and just, and, but then probably more to me, probably more for me, and this is KG will understand this, is the behind the scenes deal. Like, they bring like these, quadruple wide trailers that go up two stories. I mean, it's like they bring chefs and waiters and what, I mean, it's a whole deal. It's not like it's like, it's like, it's just a hauler and a pit box. I mean, this is like a whole, I'm like, I'm more intrigued on all of the, all the ins and outs and the data and all that <laughs> stuff of it. I'm like, this is cool. So when you say protest, all I could think about was, the Red Bull guy pushing the button and talking to Michael and race control and having that, you know, <laughs> protest. And, you know, I'm, I'm like, this is crazy. Right. But it's really cool stuff. And I'm again, I'm not, I didn't think I was an F1 fan, but I kind of am now. So I had to, I, I did watch the whole season and, and kind of hoping they do another one this year. Cause it was pretty cool. I, I like that behind the scenes stuff. So you find your picture, you tell me what you got. <laughs> but unless you can beat a 735 kg you ain't you ain't, you ain't i, I ain't won't beat much. that one but i'm wondering if i'm wondering if i was right on the tar <laughs> no because 1522 won the tar so was that yeah yeah that's that was 1522 won the tar so you were uh still we're all way over on the tar so don't worry about that we were all over so you're good so three points to david two for me one for michelle and uh, and the AC Pickles. But Hunter Ferris taking the lead, tied with Andrew Hatfield, Brian Pritchett, and David Jong. Um, all up in there for the uh, for the fully loaded U Pick'em points. So that's a good deal. Myself, Brandon Black, Warren Beard, John Cunningham, one point behind. Got some lose gear up for grabs this month. So uh, some pretty cool stuff going on. Just got some new ads from our friends at TH Marine. Um, of course, get your G juice, your oxygenators, all that cool stuff from those guys. Make sure you get that going on. Did anybody see? Oh, and uh, coming up this week, that's right. So, this week's picks you got till um, well, midnight tonight as this airs. Uh, hopefully, we'll get this up tonight here in just a little bit. But the uh, the final you pick them, or in this week's you pick them, the Bassmaster Open on Oneida starts tomorrow, Thursday, July 7th through the 9th. That's a three-day event. The BFL on Fort Gibson, that's a single day. 
on Saturday. BFL Northeast on the St. Lawrence. A few eyes going to be on that one from the elites for next week. Um, that one is a one-day event as well on uh, Saturday. Another BFL on Kentucky Lake out of Moores, uh, out of the dam up there, July 9th. That's a Saturday deal. Best of Bass, SoCal on Pyramid Lake. That's a one-day deal on Saturday. And the Funkbuster Team Trail, my new favorite team trail, Funkbuster Team Trail on the Red River out of Red River Marina there on Saturday as well. So make sure you get those in. Make sure you get your picks in and uh, stake your claim for week two of the fully loaded tobacco-free chew you pick them game. So, all right, uh, a couple more news and notes here real quick. Um, new VP of sales at American Bait Works, Jay Harris, joins the ranks there. Was he there before, or did they bring him in? New. No. Do you know, David? I thought he was from, where did he go? Where did he come from? Uh, Savage Gear. That's right, Savage Gear. Been, been at Savage Gear. Um, we talked about Under Armour bringing in some new colors, new styles, new shoes, new stuff going there. And Jake, if you're listening, we could sure use some. Um, let's see, what else? How about, um, you see the story, I shared it on our, uh, our pages as well, but the Barn Find Ranger, the old Ranger that the guy found, he bought the property. Could it be Clun's classic winning boat from 89? It sure looks like it could be. I mean, it had all the right numbers. But uh, a pretty neat story there. You can find that on our social media channels. Uh, really cool little deal. Dude buys a big piece of property, and it's got a bunch of barns on it and hay, hay barns and all this stuff. And uh, he finds what could be a holy grail of bass fishing, according to Mike Sukan. Um, there, so you find a Bassmaster, but also we like add a link on our social media pages as well. Um, it looks like it cleaned up pretty good too. It did, didn't it? Like it just, yeah, a good, a good wax and buff, and maybe probably a little light sanding. But did you look where that thing was sitting? It had everything thrown in it, but it still mm -hmm. had the it still had the fold up seat on the back deck. So that's that that's super rad. Um, that's a 373 V and, uh, my uncle's got a 384, I believe. And, um, still it had them padded front seats. Like, like the rod boxes are padded like a seat, which was really cool. Um, uh, but I mean, really, really neat story and uh good looking boat to boot. So I, I miss those days a little bit. KG. I mean, I like the wrap boats and everybody's got their sponsors, but I kind of miss everybody decked out in the same looking the same they had the same deal had the same feel and uh, to me I, I remember that that was always a, a cool deal i think one of my first classes i remember was when van dam won uh well no it was older than that but um i just remember you know one of the one of the uh, one of the new orleans ones right they're all running down the river and they you know identical boats one after another and it was just a just a pretty cool look i always thought that was a, a, a neat deal so but again that's just me uh, yeah. I think I think that's really the only thing that I liked about it is the fact that they were all similar enough to where no one really had an advantage if you were making a long run or whatever. Everybody's right. kind of in the same boat. But I never really liked the idea. I mean, as an angler, you get comfortable with your own equipment. And sure. You've used it all year long, and all of a sudden, you're jumping in a completely different, potentially a completely different boat, completely different, uh, you know, electronics, trolling motor, whatever. It, it, it really could have a negative effect on the angler's ability to perform well. Sure. And it used to be you could only have so many rods, right? You can only have X amount of spinner rods, X amount of bait casting rods, or whatever it was. And you that can only have didn't so many. Oh, I kind of like that idea too. Right. But and you can only have so much tackle. 
Like they, like they'd weigh it, right? You only have so much. So well, it was, it was they gave game. them they gave them tackle bags, right? And that's all they could use. They supplied the actual tackle bags. That's crazy, absolutely crazy. I, I that, that's that's the part I you know I'm glad it it is the way it is, and you know I kind of. I kind of bitched about that at FLW, you know, years ago when the the day four guys, the guys that made the cut, they had to switch to, you know, to the to the other boats, and like that was just a, just seemed like a lot of pressure, a lot of things, you know, a lot of a lot of ways to waste time for guys that are going to battle for a hundred grand or more on the final day. So I'm glad that's what's going on. From, from a safety standpoint, it could be a liability issue as well. Think someone in a, in a a boat that they're not familiar with. Well, look at Kosick Smith Lake years ago, you know, same thing yeah. happened there. So that was, uh, that was a big deal. Uh, another little piece of news and notes here. Uh, our friends at GSM buying up everything, right? I mean, rattle trap, they got Yamamoto, Buckeye now, steel shad, buying up everything. So, um, our buddy Christian Pally where they're running, you know, the fishing operations out of that thing. So building a pretty good, uh, pretty good group of brands there. For those guys so excited to see that and proud of them and then finally i sent to y'all and i got a big kick out of it because well it was just stupid but um the video of pros making quote-unquote risky runs right and not a single freaking pfd anywhere <clears throat> nowhere and i'm like it's a risky run labeled in 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 um in youtube but not a pfd visible anywhere it's crazy Anyway. I, I'm I'm not sure about the definition of risky either, based on what I saw. But there should have been a PFD either way. There should have been, there should have been, and you know I understand it's you know it's it's hot dad summer, hot girl summer, whatever. It's still summer, but you can I mean you can ask you know our buddy Kenny Kerr now when we were out filming at Philpot a few a couple weeks ago. I had my new Mustang on, wearing it proud. Kenny left his back in Charlotte. Had to use one of the full jackets. It was hot. Oh boy, got hot that day, boy. <laughs> he got warm. But I mean, it doesn't. It just doesn't make any sense to me why you would not put it on. Why you would not wear it in that situation, even if even if it's not a, that risk give a run. But you're going to call it a risky run and not have a life jacket on anywhere. I mean, this, I just think about you know the kids that see this stuff like well he didn't wear it in that video i ain't got to wear mine in this video right or this or that and this or that i'm really surprised we've not had more protest and not have more dqs in tournaments like the abt or others because that's a rule in practice too i'm really surprised that that's not that's not happened and uh, that's not been a, a bigger deal so it uh, a little concerning to me um, but it, it seems, it seems like an afterthought to some of these guys and it shouldn't be that way. You know, it's just like when you climb in your vehicle, the first thing you do is you put your seatbelt on and I'm sure most people do it without even thinking about it. You just, you just do it. It feels natural because you do it all the time. Well, the PFD, when you get in your boat should be the same way. It should just be natural. Funny. It should feel odd if you're not wearing it. No, you're right. You're right. You're right. And you know, funny story. I bought a brand new Mustang PFD Ranger boats on it you know it's all pretty looks good black you know nice sharp deal i don't even own a boat right now kg and there's a damn kill switch hooked up to it right i've always had one it always goes on it and when that when we come out of the water it comes off and it goes in the box behind me right that's where it stays that's where it lives that's its crib david that's where it lives right there right 
I mean, it stays on me, but it it lives in the crib back there. But I mean, it's right there. You can't do anything without it. You got to flip the switch. You got to plug it in and flip the switch and make it go. You got to have it in the seat. You got to have it readily available. And what's crazy, like in, in Virginia, you got to have a throw cushion readily available, accessible all the time, right? At least they got yeah. that part going for them. But it's like, I just don't get it. I just, I don't understand it. I really don't. We were at Wilson, saw a number of boats come by, bass boats come by. Not a one. Not wearing oh, yeah. a single life jacket. So. I usually have the one I'm wearing plus a spare in the rod locker. Oh yeah. Yeah. I've always got a big one. I've always got a, always got a Mustang with me usually. And, um, hell I had it on the, on, on the, on the blow up kayak that would float, but it just couldn't go nowhere. So I haven't had it out there the other day. So, but I mean, it just, I don't know. Just, I wish it would be a little smarter. I wish there was a, a different deal, but, um, I, I know there have been some deaths, some drownings, things this past weekend. I've not dove into investigating it as of yet because I just didn't want to, right? I just, I wasn't, wasn't, wasn't to that place. So David, what, uh, what am I missing or what did you learn this week, my friend? Um, um, I don't think you're missing anything at all, guys. I think you covered a lot more. Than What's the, let me to. ask you this of the new products you've put on the site so far, mm-hmm. partner or non-partner, what's the coolest thing you've seen? The one thing is that's a, what's attracted your attention. <laughs> Um, so, uh, I'm trying to think, cause we've got some stuff that's out there. There's some stuff that I think that try to think, well, I kind of talked about it, I guess. Oh, can I really talk about, well, yeah, you can talk about it. Talk uh, about it. No, no. Well, cause it, again, uh, I'm saying, cause uh, it's something I saw. Hasn't been posted the, yet. That's what I was going to say. So, um, so something that I we kind of talked about you, it briefly. Do earlier. you have do you have insider information, David John? <laughs> no, the bass kicking ninja. So we you asked me earlier about some stuff that I saw at the lose striking deal. I was at about a little over a month ago, and um, see, I don't know if I could let. I guess you know it's on Bassmaster.com. Um, well, screw them. Tell us. Let's go. So then, I guess if it's on back, <laughs> is it one of the pop-ups? Because it's always, so, it's always no, something it, there. It, it's in their, it's in their new product for iCast stuff. So they have to cut all the bag ready. So I guess you know, if, if copies don't get mad at us, then he can go at them first. But um, the there's a new lose Ti, and oh. I'm I'm not. You know, it's it's a uh, five hundred dollar reel. Wow. Okay. Yeah. All right. So I saw that. So I was you know I was looking I was looking at him like you know what. They've got it out there. So, but you know, I, again, you know, um, not saying anything bad because you know the company that I, I mostly use stuff for is is still owned by Rather Outdoors. But um, this year, I've been kind of testing out the waters and a few new brands and the rods and reels just to kind of see what's out there. So, uh, yeah. But I was actually, you know, when I held that new Ti reel at um, a month or so ago, I was actually somewhat impressed by. It. Again, I don't know if it's worth five hundred bucks. Never held a five hundred dollar uh, lose reel before, but. Have you ever had a power and all real period? No. Okay. <laughs> all right. Well, there you go. There you go. Good to know. KG, what's something you've learned and the new product that you've seen currently that you, that you kind of like or are intrigued by? Um, I'm trying to figure out what I've seen. I, you know, anything we've seen on iCast is kind of a sneak peek at this point. Sure. So, you know, there's a few companies that have thrown some nuggets out there and a few that have not. 
a bait a bait that I've been interested in. It's the first time I've actually seen a picture of it. I've not seen the official press release, but I've seen it posted somewhere. Is the new uh, Smash Mouth popping frog? Yes, from Scum Frog. Okay, all right. You know they they had a, a contest several months back about you know trying to name the bait. Finally did all that. So I've been waiting on that for quite a while. So I'm hoping that uh, it'll actually get released where we can buy it before like uh, September because <laughs> it's going to be frog time here in North Alabama then. It could be just about right, couldn't it? It'd yes. Be, be just about right. Well, good. Well, good. Well, did you learn anything this week? Uh, probably not. Okay. All right. David, <laughs> did you learn anything this week? Um, nothing new again. Like I, I, I went to pick up my kids this past weekend. I hate driving on, I guess there's been, there's been construction in this little stretch of I 80 between like, like that little bend right outside of Chicago into Indiana. I, I hate it. So <laughs> you learn not to go that way anymore. I have to, well, you know, like, like even this year, I mean, what was it? Cause uh, driving down to the classic, we obviously, since we, leave early enough we kind of miss it but sometimes if you time it just wrong it's still pretty busy either way back going to or coming back home so yeah well, we got a lot going on the next couple of weeks we got a strategy meeting tomorrow david and vance and i are going to talk about icast and get a few things squared away and how we're going to attack it if there's something you want to see if there's something you want us to cover if there's something you want done um, by Angler's Channel at ICAST. Shoot us a note, 901-493-0437. That's the X-Zone hotline brought to you by Trickstep. You can shoot us a text, or you can fire me an email at cbrown, C-B-R-O-W-N, at anglerschannel.com. We'd be happy to oblige. We'd love to know. We're working on a little game, a little contest. You know, they have the new product showcase at ICAST, and for years it's been pretty political. Uh, we've got a lot of our partners that are pushing new products that are trying to uh, buy for that trophy. We may have our own little new product showcase here at anglerschannel.com. We're not sure. We're trying to figure out how to do it. Might be a gong show style type of deal with a, uh, I don't know, a game changer award, the non game changer award. I don't know. We'll figure it out. We'll come up with something here, but uh, we'll have that coming up here in the next week or so. We'll have that. We'll have that figured out. But uh, a lot how, of, about, how about a, a contender and pretender? Ooh. Contender and pretender. I like it. I like it a lot. So I got to find the gong. Um, I don't have a, I got a ring shot. That's all I got. So we'll have to work on, uh, or a, uh, I got, I got a trombone there too. We'll have to work on figuring that out, but, uh, we'll, we'll get something going here and do some, uh, win it before you can buy it type of deals as well. So looking forward to that. I guess always a lot of fun. Yes, sir. I was going to say, just in case you've got some younger listeners, can you clarify what the gong show is? I, I would love for, I would love for Kenneth to please. Yeah. Y'all never seen the gong show. I've heard of it. I'm sure I've seen it, but it's not, it ha- it's not high in my. Well, this, this is the, this is the same reason why when uh, you and Wes was talking about age, I kept quiet. Okay. All right from okay because i graduated high school quite a few years before you yeah yeah i i can see that it's um i'm i'm looking it up right now so it's uh okay pretty pretty interesting it, it, it was it, it was a game show okay where people people would come on supposedly with talent okay and you had some judges 
and they would start their talent and they had a big gong that sat in the back. And if you were bad, they would ring the gong and you'd get off the stage. I got you now. Okay. I got you now. Let's see if I can, uh, if I can pull it up here and see, I've got a couple little, let's see. Well, this was, um, so I'm looking at, I, I see it now. I mean, it's, I, I see what you're talking about. So I see what you're talking about. Let me see if there's a, uh, there's a uh, gong show. Um, find a gong show gong, and we'll uh, we'll we'll have to do that. I think that that'd be a great idea, KG. We'll we'll figure that out. So that'll be uh, that'll be a good time. So, David, what or else? You got? If not, you can just go with the contender pretender. Oh, I like the contender pretender thing. We still got to have a gong show. We got still got to have a gong to go with it, right? So we'll <laughs> give it a. But I'm I'm thinking we do. Maybe we go we through. Can do a, we can do a ding. Oh, no, we're not doing a ding. Don't forget you and your damn ding. You're out, you know. <laughs> I got chimes, right? I see what else do I got. I got, a, I got an air horn. So, I mean, I got all kinds of cool stuff. That, that, that that's works. So, yeah. So, yeah. We'll, and I've also got. What a dumb bass. I got that too. So, we'll see uh, We'll see how that, how that works out. I, I kind of like that might, one. Maybe we can get Bill to do. two or three different classifications. Yeah, we, we might. We'll have, to, we'll have to see. and we'll, Maybe we'll find a deal where y'all can vote on it. And uh, we can all play. So we'll figure that out. So with that, folks, thanks for checking us out this week. Thanks for following along with us on social media and on the website, anglerchannel.com. Please subscribe, rate, and review to us on all your favorite podcast apps or at the website. If you like it, let us know, 901-493-0437. That's the external hotline brought to you by Trickstep. If you don't, let us know anyway. We'd love to know what we can approve. And if you tell me I'm an MLF hater, I already know. It's nothing new. So I'm just, well, I'm waiting I'm waiting on the invitation to lunch is all I'm doing right You're now. You're not a hater. So I'm I'm just not a believer. Is that, is that is that a good way to say that? What am I? No, it's no, it's I disagree with what you're saying. You're not a hater. You just you you view each individual thing on its own merit. You're not a complete MLF hater. No, I'm there not. are some things that they do that you don't like. You're not an MLF hater. Thank you. I appreciate that. Appreciate that. You I love you, buddy. You're awesome. With that, guys, on behalf of our guest tonight, everybody, Mr. Wes Logan, the little ball I hate for the English Channel Circus, for for the bass-kicking ninja, I'm Chris Brown. Guys, have a great weekend. Weekend, KG. Don't take it personal. There it is. Thanks for listening to this week's Angler's Channel Insider Podcast. Brought to you by Under Armour Fish, Costa Sunglasses, Pro Charging Systems, X-Zone Lures, and Trickstep. Visit anglerschannel.com, your number one bass fishing tournament resource.